Hey guys, welcome back to the show today. Unfortunately, we will be talking about pedophilia again. For years at this point, we have been warning you that there are actually people out there who are trying to give pedophilia the same normalization than acceptance treatment that homosexuality has received. There are actually people out there who are trying to paint attraction to children as just another sexual orientation, no big deal, no different than being straight or being gay. And by the way, no, we are not just talking about Twitter randos. There are actual psychologists and academics who are fully on board with this. So we're going to be unraveling all of that craziness. But first, I have a message from our sponsor, Laurel Springs. As parents, you want to encourage your children to pursue their dreams and provide opportunities that give them the best chance to succeed. Sometimes that means optimizing their routine, making it more flexible or more dynamic so they have more time to focus on the things they love and are talented at. Plus, as we've discussed many times before on this show, you can't always be sure of what your kids are being taught when you send them off to school. That's why Laurel Springs puts parents and students back in control of their education. Laurel Springs is an accredited online private school for students in kindergarten through 12th grade. Laurel Springs recognizes that each child is a unique individual with their own personal interests, special talents, and unique learning style. Their flexible learning program offers challenging and diverse elective courses, plus Laurel Springs is accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges and advanced ed, which means their transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities worldwide. So register your child at laurelsprings.com slash Lauren today and receive a waived registration fee. That's laurelsprings.com slash Lauren for your waived registration fee, laurelsprings.com slash Lauren. Now it is a known problem at this point that Twitter has a problem with pedophiles being active on their site. There are entire communities of pedophiles on the platform and they all follow and interact with each other and they come up with these cutesy little acronyms for themselves like minor attracted person or map instead of pedophile or no for non-offending like a no map is a non-offending pedophile one of the ones they try to paint as being virtuous because they don't molest kids and it's just it's a pretty disgusting rabbit hole to go down if you've ever come across one of their posts and i can i can only imagine how disgusting their DM group chats are. Actually, you know what? Strike that. I don't want to imagine. I've done videos about this. People like Shoe on Head and Blair White have done videos about this. Pedophiles like Twitter. It's just, it is known. And some of you might be wondering, why though? Why Twitter? Why pedophiles? Why these two things together? Which is a reasonable thing to ask. And you see, in 2018, Tumblr had an incident where child pornography was actually being shared on their platform, which of course caused an uproar and it actually led to its app being temporarily removed from the Apple App Store. That footage was eventually taken down, but still, after that, Tumblr, which for years had been a hub of pornographic content, and I mean, adult pornographic content, like featuring adults. And I, I hate that I even need to specify that. But under the new ownership of Verizon, Tumblr then actually decided to implement a full-on ban on any not safe for work content. And so a lot of the pedophile communities there then were scrubbed and many of the pedophiles then moved to Twitter. So now on Twitter, every so often you'll see posts like this. Isabel says, 
Map rights, hashtag map positivity, hashtag maps, hashtag no map. Maps equals valid. And of course, thoughts are not actions. Thoughts are not actions. Thoughts are not actions. Hashtag map positivity, hashtag map pride. Why do so many people out there think that if they say something more times, it makes it more true? That's not how that works. And anytime I make a video about pedophilia, without fail, I always get people in the comments saying, well, thoughts aren't actions, you know, what are you gonna do, thought police people? And pedophiles can't help being pedophiles. And well, yeah, that's true. I still believe, and I think most people would agree with me, that one, thoughts lead to actions. And trying to normalize thoughts of sexualizing children is the first step toward actually, in action, sexualizing children. And two, thoughts in and of themselves can still be morally wrong. If you were thinking about murdering people all the time, that would not be a good or normal thing. And yes, we would urge you to seek therapy. Trying to argue that it's not wrong to just want to have sex with kids is messed up. And again, the first step toward normalizing the actual behavior. The slippery slope is slippery, we know that. And so I just feel like it's better to draw a line in the sand now and say, uh-uh, not gonna happen. Pedophiles go home. And I do get that pedophiles don't choose to be attracted to children, but still, if they wanted to earn my tolerance or Ex acceptance, if we're gonna use that word, they would quietly be going to therapy and chemically castrating themselves, plus urging other pedophiles to do the same. They would not be trying to normalize their perversions on the internet, which is exactly what these people are doing. Do you wanna know the proper attitude a pedophile should have about their pedophilia? Check out this response to the post claiming pedophiles are valid, which by the way, may be the only time I've actually liked a post by a pedophile. As this one user writes, we are not valid. It's wrong. We need help to overcome this, not glorification to normalize it. Maps who think being a map is okay deserve to rot in hell. I'm a map, but I don't want to be because it's shameful and disgusting. Well said, random pedophile. I hope you've managed to convince other pedophiles out there that no, their attractions are not valid or normal or deserving of anything close to positivity and that they need to get help. So yeah, the whole Twitter pedophile thing has been going on for a while, and I used to think it was just a small but still too large group of pedophiles that were advocating for this pedophile acceptance BS, but as we've seen more and more and as we've addressed in some previous episodes, no. This kind of mentality is actually infecting academia and mainstream institutions as well. Case in point, people have been telling Twitter to ban these pedophiles since pretty much as soon as they came onto the platform, but for the most part, Twitter has done nothing. I mean, you can't really blame them though. There are tons of people misgendering trans folk on the platform, calling them dude or he and stuff, and obviously they need to be taken care of first. We can't have that on the platform, uh-uh. But back in 2018, apparently Twitter did suspend some prominent pedophile accounts and a whole collection of academics, psychologists, sociologists, and journalists then actually wrote to the company on behalf of the pedophiles, urging Twitter to be part of the conversation to, I guess, further the acceptance of pedophiles. And even though this letter is two years old by now, I just learned of it because one of the signatories actually reposted the letter because 
I suppose she felt like people were once again being too mean to pedophiles. This is all just, just very strange. And anyway, I thought it would be interesting to read through the letter. It starts by saying, Dear Mr. Starr, who at the time was the director of trust and safety at Twitter, we write to you as clinical and forensic psychologists, sexologists, sociologists, child protection workers, journalists, writers, and digital rights advocates with a shared interest in working towards the reduction of the incidence of child sexual abuse. We believe that Twitter has the potential to be an important ally in this battle. However, we are concerned that Twitter's recent suspension of the accounts of prominent anti-contact, non-offending pedophiles may have been a knee-jerk response to uninformed public pressure rather than a reasoned decision made in the best interests of children. A common misconception is that pedophiles and other people attracted to minors are bound to sexually offend against children and that pedophilia is defined by the act of child sexual abuse. This is not the case. In fact, many Many pedophiles, despite being sexually attracted to children, are able to successfully resist the temptation to commit acts of abuse because they know that doing so would be wrong. Um, excuse me, citation effing needed. For many of them, however, avoiding offending depends upon a network of support from family, peers, and professionals. And we have a lot more to talk about, but first, I want to tell you guys about Parler. As if there isn't enough reason to dump Twitter and switch to Parler, here's another. Right now, Twitter is removing content they deem a denial of global or local health authority recommendations, including descriptions of ineffective treatment or prevention methods, even if made in jest, and denial of established scientific facts from global and local health authorities. This includes statements such as, ignore news about the virus, it's just an attempt to destroy capitalism by crashing the stock market and more. Actual illegal content that's threatening to children? Go ahead, but unpopular opinions? Uh-uh. Can't have that here. Parler, though, is the news and free speech app that won't silence your opinion or violate your privacy. Simply download the app, create your account, post, share, and speak freely. Go to parlor.com or visit the app store today and make sure to invite your liberal friends too. I'm on Parler and you can follow me at the Lauren Chen. That's P-A-R-L-E-R.com or find us in the app store. That's parlor.com. Again, parlor.com. So one of the most unifying factors I've seen among these pedophile apologists, both the ones who are and are not pedophiles themselves, is that they claim, hey, they just want to protect children too. It's just that they happen to believe that the best way to encourage pedophiles to get help is by destigmatizing pedophilia. And I do understand where that argument may be coming from, but honestly, it kind of seems like that approach is doomed to fail, and it only takes like three seconds of thought or research to see why. In theory, trying to normalize pedophilia in the hopes that pedophiles get help only works if the presumption that pedophilia is a condition that even needs help sticks around. Or in other words, yes, encouraging pedophiles to out themselves and to be open about their condition might maybe help protect children, but only if, once these pedophiles were actually identified, the focus was on getting them to treatment and on removing them from high-risk situations where they are around children. But in practice, if you actually look at what these pedophile apologists are using their platforms for, 
it, it doesn't really seem like they're pushing normalization in the hopes of pedophiles going to therapy. Instead, it seems like the focus is literally just wanting pedophiles to feel good about themselves and to be accepted in society, be totally trusted around children because, hey, they're just like everyone else, and to be thought of as, like, members of the LGBT community, which, uh, no, has nothing to do with them getting treatment and Actually, it seems more like an effort to repaint pedophilia as something that doesn't even need treatment. The pedophile acceptance movement really does seem to be only concerned with protecting pedophiles, not children. Don't believe me? Here are some posts by signatories of this letter who claim that, oh no, the focus is really just to get pedophiles into treatment. As Sheila Vandenhuvel Collins writes, and FYI, she's a writer, and why we should take random writers as some sort of of experts on pedophiles, I have no idea. But anyway, she signed the letter. She wrote, quote, I know a map who has never felt the need for therapy. No serious self-esteem problems, no pedophilic disorder, absolutely no inclinations to sexually offend. No reason for them to go to therapy. How can you say that the goal is to get pedophiles to go to therapy when you're actively saying not all pedophiles need to go to therapy? At one point, she also wrote, I know a person who is partnered with a map. They knew about the map's sexual orientation before they got married. They have a kid. They judge their map partner as a person, not as a walking sexual orientation. Once more, uh, I'm seeing a lot of focus and a lot of attention here being placed on the pedophile and making sure they're being treated fairly and not judged and hey, they're just like anyone else, it's a sexual orientation. Not seeing though so much time being spent on protecting children and minimizing risk to children, I feel like having a pedophile in the house is not the best way to protect children from pedophiles. Maybe that's just me, my old-fashioned thinking. Maybe that's not what current academic standards are, are telling people, but I don't know. I, I just have a hunch that if a pedophile were not in the house at all, it might be safer. Then we have a Dr. James Cantor, who once again was a signatory of the letter saying, oh no, this is about getting pedophiles treatment. He said, in regard to pedophilia, I can live as an openly gay man because the prior generations did it for me. I feel a duty to pass it forward. Here he is straight up conflating what gay people used to go through in the past with what pedophiles currently go through and he wants apparently in the future pedophiles to be treated like gay people. Now, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like that is exactly what he's saying, which is con confusing because if you claim you want pedophiles to go get help, but you compare them to gay people and gay people now don't go to therapy and being gay is not classified as a disorder, but pedophilia is now. Are, like, are you saying that needs to change? It's just, this seems like a bit of a mixed message from what was written in the letter. And Dr. Kanner has also at one point said, pedophilia is not inherently wrong or harmful. Child molestation is. The common error is that people mistake pedophilia as a synonym for child molestation. If pedophilia is not inherently wrong, or harmful, why should there be any inherent need for a pedophile to get treatment? No, really, answer me that, because it kind of seems like everything he's saying here, just like that other lady, it, it all reinforces the idea that pedophiles don't need to get help. Is that is that just me or is that the vibe you guys are getting too? I, I don't know, it all just seems taken together, like this guy and this other lady, 
they seem to be pushing a message that no, it's it's just normal. And if something is just normal, why go to therapy for it? And despite all the talk about how pedophiles need Twitter to have a community to support them in their effort to not offend against children, uh, it kind of seems like the actual pedophiles themselves, likewise, just spend all their time on Twitter, I don't know, affirming their pedophile identity. As the user Opinion File wrote, so gross. LGBT people in many places were slash are seen as having an attraction that was wrong and disgusting. They were slash are terrified to be themselves because of others. Think about how they felt slash feel. Now apply it to no maps. It is the same. Hashtag map, hashtag no map. Trying to associate pedophiles with the LGBT community is an attempt to normalize pedophilic relationships between adults and children you cannot change my mind. For a community whose whole goal supposedly is to get pedophiles to treatment, not a lot of conversation happening about the treatment. And in fact, far from going to Twitter to get help, it seems like all of the evidence we have points to pedophiles going to Twitter to get child pornography. As the Post Millennial has reported on in their article, pedophiles are using Twitter to share child porn. There is actual child pornography being shared on Twitter, but it seems like Twitter is not doing anything about it. I recommend you read the entire piece because it really is quite shocking and I am all for free speech, but please understand it is not as if all these pedophile groups are doing is just using Twitter as a pedophile support forum. They are using the platform for actual criminal activity. We know this, there is proof of this, but Twitter continues to turn a blind eye. And make no mistake, the experts on child abuse prevention, the ones who didn't sign that ridiculous letter, they are concerned about this. As Michael Salter, a professor of criminology writes, in 2019, Twitter quietly changed its terms of service to permit discussion about attraction towards minors with the provision that they don't promote or glorify child sexual exploitation in any way. This change was pushed by forensic psychologists who treat minor attracted people and wanted a forum for this group to discuss their issues. Child protection and abuse prevention experts were not consulted because we would never have endorsed this change. It is manifestly unsafe to platform unmonitored public conversations between large groups of pedophiles. The sexual desires and social inclusion of pedophiles files have been prioritized by Twitter over the safety of children on the platform or in the community. In the last year, pedophile networks on Twitter have exploded, including users who endorse contact offending, justify child sexual abuse material, and demand access to child sexual abuse dolls. Today, I had to report a user who states he is attracted to children, advocates for contact offending against children, and has an image of him with a child in his biopic. I have no confidence what whatsoever that Twitter will take action against this user, let alone refer his details to relevant child protection and law enforcement authorities. Whether or not something would warrant the intervention of law enforcement, I believe, is a pretty good measure to determine whether a social media platform can still embrace free speech as a concept while implementing at least some form of moderation. And these creeps they are posting things on Twitter which would absolutely raise red flags for the police and CPS. I wish I had been wrong, but it really does seem like 
pedophilia destigmatization is the next frontier for our awesome, increasingly progressive societies. That's pretty much all I have to say for now, though, and as always, I would love to know what you guys think. What should we do about these online pedophile communities, and do you think that pedophilia is the next bastion of acceptance? Let me know, and I'll see you all next time.